I'm going to call some people out, not by name, but by action. And then I'm going to willfully prevent some other people from being in a similar kind of space. You know, and when I say call out by action, well, it's just that. Because <laughs> a lot of people kind of share the same kind of thing. You know, Peace Shadow Book. You know, oftentimes uh, when we're around people, we're just not honest. We're not honest with ourselves. We're not honest with them, you know, as far as where we're at or what we're requiring, what's going on with us. And then what I get a lot of times, even like I, I you've heard me probably say this a hundred times because it happens all the time. I do lectures and things like that. And, you know, I always ask, are there any questions? Peace, Brother Vermont. Anyone have any questions? Everyone's silent. And then when I close out, Everyone wants to walk up to me on the side. Hey, peace, I'm, uh, Chief, I want to ask you about this. I want to ask you about this. Peace, Miss Sidney Jones. You know, and it's that arrogance. It's that pride. And it's it's inconsiderate, right? So let's say you're doing a lecture. And, you know, and I haven't, I haven't done any um, organic lectures in a while. You know, everything has been pretty digital since... Uh, yeah, last last year. So so just so you know, this it's not like something just happened and now I'm talking about it. But I'm just I'm I'm leading to something. So it's pretty inconsiderate because let's say if I'm lecturing for two hours and I leave the last thirty minutes or last twenty minutes for Q and A and people are silent, peace, Baba Utu, and then they want to pull you to the side for another hour or two after the lecture because they don't want anyone to hear their their questions. It's pretty inconsiderate, right? Um, peace, Shakira. Or in an environment like this, you know, people will kind of present themselves a certain way. I know some of you who are on here, you have your own organization. Some of you are priests and priestesses yourself, your spiritualists, your readers. But then you're falling apart in my DMs. <laughs> I mean, falling apart like, you know, chief, I don't know what to do. I'm this and that. I'm so confused. I'm so angry. I'm so lost. I'm so this. I'm so that. I'm so that. And then you putting up posts within less than an hour of you know how strong you are how great you are and give thanks to the to the Orisha give thanks to the ancestors this that that and the third and um I understand we don't always want everyone to know our business I get that I, I, I completely get that I'm I'm a private person so I'm with you on that um but sometimes you gotta keep it real <laughs> Sometimes you have to be real about things. You got to be honest about things. And one of the things you got to be honest about is the kind of counsel that you keep around you. You know, if you're in a situation in life where you can't be honest with the people who you are organically surrounded by, or at least a person, or, you know, a couple of people, if you can't be organically honest with them, you know, then uh, you'll start to destroy and tear your life up. You know, usually that's a sign of a very uh, fearful and scared person. You know, people who who behave in that manner. You know, and when a lot of times when people come to me that way, I will send them back into the fray. So sometimes people will ask questions, and I'll say, "Well, did you? Why don't you ask in the chat?" You know, why don't you ask another Anu person or why don't you put a comment under a video and see who answers it? Things like that, you know, because I'm trying to kind of pull that out 
in that person or, or kind of instill um, some sense of humility or vulnerability, number one. And number two, because I ain't here to be answering your questions all day. <laughs> you know, I got other things to do. You know, that's what readings are for. That's what consultations are for. Go to askosiris.com and sign up for a consultation. Look, uh-uh, I, I, I get paid for my time, you know. So that's why, you know, I'm like, no, there's it's free resources, you know, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> right? So this should give you an example. So a lot of times that's a sign of fear. You know, people are just kind of moving with a lot of fear and there's certain things that coincide with that level of fear that I want you to that I want you to, to get. I want you to understand there's certain things that coincide with that. So when you're moving fearfully like that and you don't allow yourself to be um, examined or even encouraged, you know, we go back to encourage by anyone who can give you good counsel, then a lot of times what goes along right with that is the burying or the um, the stagnation of your own talents and gifts. It goes hand in hand. You know, typically people who are like that are people who never take. I'm sorry, there's something that I keep saying as initiating my um my assistant, my virtual assistant. I don't know what word I'm using or how I'm pronouncing it. I'm saying something and it keeps popping up. Um, so a lot of times people who are holding on to gifts, you know, are holding on to talents or more importantly are burying their talent. These are the same kind of people who keep themselves away from good counsel, good company, good bonding experiences that will encourage them towards that. And then they secret, just like they're secretly hiding their talent, they secretly will also hide their counsel, but they don't use their counsel to launch forward. This is kind of similar to what I shared with you at time, you know, like people I know who do videos and books and stuff, but never cite, you know, um, just use made up names and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's this kind of, I don't want people to know who Chief Yuya is because then I might lose my demographic to Chief Yuya or, you know what I mean, it's just or whatever, right? I'm not getting off on that because it's not really a big deal to me, you know, to be honest with you. Just because I notice it doesn't mean it bothers me anything. Most time I laugh about it, but it's not a laugh like, ah, oh, it's funny. It's the hat laugh like this mother effer. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> You know, I'm just not going to mess with them the same way. They ain't going to get so much from me next time, you know, but it's not a, like, I'm not embittered by it, you know. I probably wouldn't even talk about it if I was embittered by it. I'd be quiet about it, you know. But, um, so, going back to it, right, there's a there's a lot of times, you know, where we we get in our in our head or we allow certain things to get into our head where we become terrified to even express and show where we have a vulnerability of. And part of that is also because of what we receive in society. You know, for instance, with men, there's this, there's this, um, there's this, this concept of the alpha male, which has been completely skewed. And, and I've broken down before what an alpha male is and people still act like they didn't hear me because they don't want to hear it, you know, <laughs> and what an alpha female is. A lot of people think an alpha female is basically a man in a skirt. And I've broken that one down years ago and I've broken it down continually, continue, and they still go back to, well, I feel like I'm an alpha female because, you know, I take charge and I... No, you're... 
You're T-R-A-N-S. <laughs> that's, that's what you are. You know, that's not the same. You know, uh, you acting like a guy, but you look like a female. Or if you're acting like a female, you look like a guy. There's another word for that, right? Um, so the thing about it is that a lot of times we, we find ourselves in situations where we're trying to maintain a certain character set or a certain identity set because there's been unreasonable pressure put on us. So then it, it generates an internal fear of what we cannot get done. Um, as if you're an alpha man, you're, you're told that you never show weakness. That's one of the first things you don't show weakness, especially the women. You never show weakness to a woman. You're always ready to lead. You always know what's supposed to happen. You always know what's right. You know, there's, there's, there's so many different levels to what come to what represent, you know, an alpha man in society. And honestly, it's really ridiculous. It, it causes many men to break. It causes many men to never even want to achieve real levels of manhood because those are impossible standards to maintain. You're not always going to be correct. You're not always going to know what to do. There's going to be times when you're going to, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't, I don't know what happens next. I don't know how to figure this out. You know, um, there's going to be times where you're going to feel, um, vulnerable. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't feel strong right now. I don't, you know, I feel weak, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's a time for that, you know, but when you start to, to, uh, mechanize yourself with these ideas, now you begin to, to move like a machine. I'm a machine. I don't, you know, I don't need any affection. I don't need any encouragement. I don't need any support. You know, I always, I'm like a GPS. I know which way to go. And that's just not reality. Right. So a lot of times when we take on these false, and that's not even what an alpha man is. Right. But when we take on these definitions without really trying to discover the definition for ourselves. Like, let me look this up and see if I'm on point. Cause this is a lot that I'd have to keep up with. Then what happens is that we start to get into this fear mode because it's like, I can't achieve that all the time. So we go inward and then we become afraid to release some of the talents or some of the gifts that we may have. Now, when you also live in a sick society that tells you that an alpha female is the personification of an alpha man, which is just, it's pretty dumb for you to, for you to think that that would make sense. Oh, Madasi Pa, Gypsy Gray, Madasi Pa, thank you. You know, it's pretty dumb to think that. So the strongest and greatest woman that I could be is one that emulates masculine qualities. Just think about that for a second. Does that even make sense to you? So if that's the case, why can't it work both ways? Why can't an alpha male be the one that exemplifies feminine qualities? If it's not bi-directional like that, then what you're doing probably doesn't make sense. <laughs> you see? So I won't get into the definitions alpha female, alpha male again, but I'll just say real simply that an alpha man is one that exemplifies the greatest desired and needed mas uh, masculine principles for the context that he's in and an alpha female exemplifies the greatest and most needed feminine principles for the context that she is in that's all the community determines what an alpha is not and not the larger society that has nothing to do with your community values or not you just waking up one day saying i'm an alpha because it sounds good you know because a beta is good too um a delta is good too all of these different personality classifications they, they're needed inside of society. There is, one is not necessarily greater than the other.
it's just the way people, you know, perceive it, unfortunately, but don't really think about it and know what it is. So when you're trying to match up and meet up to that, now what happens is you start to bury more and more and more and more inside, right? And you got to understand that the burying of your gifts and your talents is a total disrespect to the to the creator who gave them to you. There's, there's several stories about stuff like that, burying talents, like like the servant who buried, buried the talent that was given to him by his master. And then when he came back, he was like, yo, what's up with what I gave you? He was like, you wicked and slothful servant, you know? And like, you think about that, like the idea of like, you know, I kept it safe <laughs> and you calling me wicked and you calling me slothful. Like I'm that bad. Yeah. Because I gave you something and your role on the planet is to increase what I give you. It's not just a woman's role to multiply. It's, you know, some people think that, you know, you put a small sperm cell into a woman and she multiplies it into a person. We're all supposed men. The masculine energy is positive. So it's supposed to add on. It's expansive. So we're all supposed to expand and, and multiply and take it to the next level. We're all supposed to do that, right? But sometimes, you know, because why did he, like, hide that? He hide it, hid it because he was fearful. So out of fear, he hid it. Well, at least it'll be safe. But here's the thing about it. And if you can start to look at your talents and your gifts like you look at your, your finances. If I take, we'll use easy numbers, $1,000. If I take $1,000 and I put it in the bank today, it's uh, October 16th. Yeah, October 16th. And I don't, and maybe I don't know what to do with that money. So I put it in the bank and I put it in, you know, a checking account because I'm going to maybe do something, but I don't know. But I need, at least I know it's safe in the bank. But, you know, it's not gaining any interest or anything like that, but it's safe. And then. A year from now, I go and look at that $1,000. You know that it's not $1,000 now, a year from now. Because of the rate of inflation, I have less than $1,000 in there, technically. I have less than what I put in there, right? And let's just say if that particular bank account also has monthly fees, that the monthly fees might have ate up some of the money that was there. It could be $295. It could be $495. It could be $1095. Whatever kind of account it is, maybe it's 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 that checking account has fees on it. So now I have 12 months worth of fees that also ate it up. But even if I didn't have fees on the account, just the fact that the rate of inflation has gone, I have less than what I put in there because I was scared. I didn't, even if I would have said, Hey, well, let me put it into account where it's going to gain some interest and at least beat back the rate of inflation at, at the very least, if nothing else, at least I would have came out with more than what I put in. But out of fear, I didn't even want to do that. So I buried it. You see, now, a lot of us do the same exact thing with our gifts and our talents. With, like I said, sometimes you got to do things when you're trembling. We're waiting until we feel strong. We're waiting until, you know, we feel balanced, until we feel confident, until we feel, you know, um, bravery, you know, and we, we're so brave that, okay, now I, now I can go out and do it. It feels right. And that's not how the creator works with anything, but in particular us. You know, sometimes you get, like I said yesterday, you got to do things while you're afraid. Do it afraid. You know, yeah, I'm trembling, and I'm, but I'm here. <laughs> you know, and that's why, you know, the reinvestment of things is a part of the respect for things. You see, it's a part of the respect for the gifts that you've been given. So our job here on the planet is to further develop, cultivate, and 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 
and um, produce from what the creator has provided. That, that So, you know, the, the creator may give you yams, you know, or I can grow yams in the earth, and your job is to figure out now, well, how are the different ways that I can consume this yam? What can I do with it? What can I do with the flower? What can I do with the, the, the root itself? And, you know, and that's just one example, right? So whatever we're given, our job is to further develop it. It's, you know, there's certain things that you find in nature that you just can't take in the way it is. You know what I mean? You don't you don't see a frankincense tree and just burn the whole thing, light the whole thing on fire, you know, because well, I'm keep it in the form that it's in. You learn that, no, I can use the resin and I can do this and I can do that. You know, it has healing properties. Frankincense resin can be used for toothaches. It could be used for headaches. You know, it could be used for abscesses. It's also got antiviral properties. And you learn all these different things even after, oh, and it smells good, too, if you're burning on some charcoal. You know, or if I boil it in a pot of water, I can boil it like I would boil a tea and the steam will create a nice aroma all around my house as well as clean the air. Right. So I'm further cultivating and further perfecting what it is that the, the almighty has given to me. Right. Or I could just take the tree and just bury it in the ground or just let it sit there and wither. Well, that that would make you wicked and slothful. You see, because wickedness is when you're going against nature and your nature is to further protect. I mean, to further evolve something. That's your, that's your nature, right? Further evolve whatever raw materials that you're given. Now, a lot of times this fear happens and this holding happens because of a, of a very simple thing. Um, sometimes it's because the plan and the thing that you're looking to do or you're wanting to do is your own. It goes back to what I said earlier, the strong you're not really functioning off a of vision, but you're, fun you're functioning off of your own personal egoic idea, right? So I'll give you an example of what that looks like. Um, this times when I, I, I got a friend of mine, right? Um, he's, he's always had money issues and he's, I don't know. He just can't, he can't keep money, you know, and he doesn't have any extravagant um, hobbies or anything like that, but he, he tends to um, get really low-paying jobs a lot, and he's just not good with his numbers, right? So a lot of times when I come around, especially like, you know, because he's got children too, so, you know, like when, when you know, he called me Uncle Baba. So, like, when Uncle Baba comes around, like, you know, I'm first thing I'm like, all right, y'all, y'all hungry? You know, I'm, I'm that uncle. <laughs> you know, like, come on, let's go. Let's, let's go over here. What y'all want to eat? What y'all want to do? You know what I mean? Um, and he's learned over the years that I got it, you know, I'm, I'm going to go in my pocket. Come on, man. We're going to, we're going to take the children. We're going to, we're going to go do something. Let's go, you know, ride go-karts or something like that, or, you know, or whatever, you know, let's go, let's go take them to a lake or something. Let's go take them to the beach. Come on. I'm, I'm in town, you know, for a couple of days or whatever. Right. So that's, that's been the, that's been the standard for years now. I mean, 15, 10, 15 years now. So now here's the thing. Because I'm leading, because I'm saying come on, then they are not responsible for fulfilling what it is that I'm leading them into, right? So if I say, yo, when I was driving through, I saw a, a old school laser tag spot where they got the indoor laser tag. Come on, let's go play laser tag. Let's go do that. He doesn't have to figure out, well, let me let me go on my piggy bank, take a hammer to the piggy bank and figure out how to pay for this, you know, or figure out how to get there, whatever, because I'm leading. 
You see, it's the same thing when I'm in a family. If I tell a sister, you know, or if I sit the family down, the children, everybody say, look, we're going to do this, you know, um, next year. We're going to we're going to purchase this or we're going to make this happen or, you know, we're going we're gonna to engage in this particular type of activity, whatever it is. They don't have to sit there and say, I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't I don't I don't know how that's going to happen. I, I can't see that happening because I'm the one who's leading. So, you know, a lot of you women do it. You know, if somebody asks you out to dinner, who pays for it? Come on, you, you already know the answer to that one, right? You asked me. <laughs> you know, so you're supposed to get the bill. <laughs> you're supposed to pay for it. You invited me to dinner, right? So it's the same thing with our visions and our talents. If if the divine has implanted a talent into you and has given you a, a, a vision and said, all you have to do is follow me and submit, come under the plan, submit to this plan. I got it. Don't worry. I, not only do I have it paid for, I know how to get there. I got, I got everything mapped out. You just got to come on, you know, and sometimes we're not prepared to give that level of, of, of faith over, to give that level of our own personal strength over. Sometimes it's difficult for us to imagine that. Um, early, with like my friend, a lot of times I'll be like, "Yo, I got it." He'd be like, "No, nah, man, I can't. I can't let you pay for it." Now it's just like, you know, when it comes time to pay, he, I can't find him. He's somewhere else. He's in the bathroom. He, he like they know now. Like, you know, Uncle Baba got it. You know what I mean? Um, but sometimes in the beginning, we have that level of resistance. You see. We have that level of, of resistance because of the fear that we have inside of us, you see, and we're unwilling or unable to be led. So we end up becoming wicked. We end up becoming slothful as, as, a, as a reason. And it's something so important for you to understand. Um, when you are being made by something, that particular thing already has a proclivity and an inclination to cover you. Right. Um, you know, you ever been in a situation, some of you may have been in a situation as a parent, some of you may have been in a situation as a child, you know, but um, I know for me, when I saw my youth first doing certain things, things that I encouraged them to do, whether learning how to drive or learning how to ride a bike or, you know, wanting to take trips by themselves and stuff like that especially the trips by by themselves thing. Although I always encouraged, I encouraged it. I was very hands-on. Okay, where y'all want to go? Okay, you want to take a train and you want to go here on a train? Okay, you know what time the train comes? Okay, well, after you take the train, do you got to take a bus? Boom, boom, you know how to buy a Metro card? Now, you know when you get to the machine and you got to buy your Metro card, you know you don't, you don't pull out your whole bankroll. So already have your money in a different pocket ready to buy your metro card so you're only pulling out 250 or you're only pulling out a dollar 75 you got some money that you're keeping in your sock too or you putting on you know don't put no wallet in your back pocket right you know so i'm going through the whole thing because i have a desire to cover and lead them in that way because it's it's a vision that i gave them hey why don't you get on it oh they having harlem week this week or they having a harlem book fair why don't y'all go to harlem and, and, and go to the book fair and, you know what i mean whoop de woo or why not the Puerto Rican Day Parade? Because that, that gets a little wild. But you know, different things. You know, what I mean, Caribbean Festival. You know, on um, you know, down in Brooklyn. Yo, go go down there. You know, what I mean. So either way, I'm gonna 
I'm going to be there watching like a hawk. You see? But they have to be willing to accept the fact that they're in good counsel, that they're covered by good counsel. And because it was my idea and because and because I'm leading, that I'm also going to provide. You see? And sometimes that's so difficult because we don't know how to be in the moment. You see, so like when I tell, you know, my nephew's like, come on, let's go. Everybody get, get your shoes on. We out. We're going to go. We'll, we'll be doing this. We're doing that. You know, they can be in the moment because everything else is being taken care of. Now, this goes back to what I was talking to you about approaching things with joy, being able to enjoy. A lot of times we can't enjoy life because we're too busy trying to map out and figure out life without realizing that <laughs> you're not the creator or the designer of life. So you don't have to do all of that. All you have to do is be led by the creator and the designer of life. And then you can just enjoy the steps that you're, that you're going into. But what happens is like this. If you, if you could see life as like a game, you know, like um, I've played sports before, but you know, like, Certain sports I didn't really get into too much, but you know, one of the things that's like heavy in certain sports and certain sports arena is what you call trash talk, right? So, um, trash talk is 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 an important part of the game. You know, it's it's an important part because it's not just a physical thing, whatever. Whenever you're playing sports, but it's also a mental and an emotional thing. You know, um, how else would would Muhammad Ali have have demolished? you know, George Foreman, you know, in Angola like that. If he wasn't, when he was in his head so much that George, you know, as hard as George punch, you know, and, and Ali wasn't no knockout puncher like that, you know, but as hard as Foreman punch, he had already lost that, that match before he, he got in the ring, you know? So, um, you know, the thing about it, you know, when you jogging down the street and people are saying, Ali, kill him, Ali, boom, like kill him, like, you know, so the thing is, when you look at a situation like that, right, there are forces that are around us that do the same thing. They trash talk, right? Now, what is the whole point of trash talking? Like, what is what is the whole objective? And you probably answered it before I'm going to say it because I'm sure you know. It's to get in your head. The whole point of trash talking someone is to get inside of their head. Because once you get inside their heads, you can control their actions. You see, so one of the ways that we trash talk ourselves or allow ourselves to be trash talk is worry. Worry always prevents you from enjoying the moment. Now, what is worry? Worry is trash talk. Because whether I worry or whether I don't worry, I still gotta, I still gotta play. I'm, I'm still. So it's it's not. It's not going to make a difference in terms of if I have to execute this thing or not, but the worry may determine how I'm going to execute, you know, peace me, myself and I, as well as Cordelia McCoy, peace as well, peace to you as well, Kid Glide, peace, 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 peace. So the worry itself becomes trash talk. Oh man, you, you ain't nothing, man, you can't do this, man, oh, you back here again, or man, you know. Or like sometimes we do, you know, when I used to fight, you know, we'd be in the ring and, you know, I tell a dude, yo, you know, if I hit you one time, your heart going to stop. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, little things like that, you know, peace, quantum love. But, you know, it's it's the trash talk now that now starts to get into their head. 
and it starts to work around like a virus. And that same worrying trash talk that we do to ourselves causes us to hide and bury our talents. You know, so now instead of coming forth and saying, no, I got, you know, whether it's a fight, you know, I might say, well, no, I got these nice long arms. I, I punch hard. You know what I mean? I got a square jaw. Like, I'm good. I got talents. I got strong legs. My footwork is tight. Well, I'm all right. You know what I mean? We'll start to trash talk and then let the virus spread. Yeah, man, I already feel winded. And, oh, man, you know, um, my wrists still feel kind of weak from, you know, when I was, I was, I, I taped up wrong the, the, the last time, man, and I, and I hurt my wrist, man. And, and this knee has been bothering me. And, oh, man, you know, I really ain't been on my cardio like I'm supposed to be. I'm looking at, man, I'm looking at him and he looks, he looks like he's been trained. Look like his cardio is tight, man. Oh, my God. Like, you know, and you start going through through all these different experiences. And so what happens when you get in the ring, instead of throwing your punches like you're supposed to, you, 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 you're pulling them back a little bit. You're pulling them like you don't really want to hurt the person. You know, you're not trying to punch through their head. <laughs> you know, you're just, you're tapping them. You're, you're playing, you know, or, or you're just bouncing around, just going through the motions. Or sometimes what happens through fear, you start, as you're fighting, you start imagining the knockout. All right, as long as I, when I get knocked out, I hope my, my you know, because a lot of times when you knock people out, their, their leg goes from, from under them and, like, their knee will bend back. And you just might say, well, hopefully, okay, if I get knocked out, man, I don't blow my knee out from, you know, my knee getting getting bent back, hopefully. Hopefully this person doesn't knock my, mouth, my mouthpiece out and, you know, and loosen a tooth or whatever. You know, you already start burying what it is that you come in, what you bring with, instead of doing what? In Enjoying the moment. Now, enjoying the moment means that I'm going to eradicate worry. There's no, I'm not going to let the trash talk get in and I'm not going to generate trash talk for myself because one of the important things to do when you start to feel that there's worry, there's any level of trash talk. And there's two things that you got to do. First of all, you got to remember who led me here because if I'm being led here, there's nothing, there's nothing to worry about. Like I said, if I take my nephews and my nieces to someplace to eat or something, you know, one of them nasty places they like, like, uh, what was it? Joint? I'm not going to say no names. I don't like to be giving that advertisement, but you know, some of the food, they like them cafeteria, all you can eat <laughs> type, type spots. They like to go to where everything is fried. You know what I mean? But whatever. All right, come on. You know, Bob would take you. Let's go. You know, um, <clears throat> but they're not worried. They're having fun. Soon as soon as they see my car pull up, they oh, but Uncle Bob is here. All right, woo, 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 woo. because why? Because we we ain't got to worry about whatever happens is about to happen next. It ain't on us. <laughs> We're not gonna get there. and He's gonna say, oh no, separate bills, and all the children are gonna get. He's not gonna do that. You know what I mean? And then after we eat, we or before we eat, we're probably gonna do something real fun. And then you know he's gonna be cracking jokes and and all that different stuff like that. But we're gonna enjoy this moment because we got nothing to worry about. So the first thing that you always want to recognize is who led me to this space, who led me here, right? Because whoever led me here, I'm gonna sit back and and let them prove what they say. <laughs> you know, show like. This, this is what it is, right? Especially if I've been hyping them up. If, you know, they've been saying, you know, I, I got an uncle and every time he come through, he, he does this and he does that and, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, so give me a chance to prove it when I come around. The second thing that you want to do is you always want to stay within counsel that encourages you back towards your vision. You see, so <laughs> like some people have those grandmothers 
that are like always reading the Bible or something. And when you come to them with a problem, um, they take you back to the, to the Bible. You know, they'd be like, well, son, you know, the Lord says, and that, 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 Matthew 18, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you, son, you know, but they're always, if, if that's your root, if that's where your vision came from, they're always bringing you back to that root. But you know what? That's what you actually want. And sometimes it feels annoying because it's like, you don't want to, you don't want to be encouraged towards unleashing your talent. You see, you don't want to be encouraged towards that. So you want to now get with people who are going to fuel and support your worry and have a pity party. Hey, man, I'm throwing a pity party, man. Who's coming through? You know, you want your friends to be texting. I got the wine. I'm going to bring some pizza. You know, no. <laughs> you want you want cats to be like, nah, I, I, I can't. I, I'm doing something that day. I can't pity party with you. No, no, no. You want cats to send you, you know, images of when you were doing great. Maybe, you know, you're on a weight loss journey or something like that. And it doesn't seem like it's happening for you. You know, you want a friend to, to, you know, hey, man, you said you wanted a body like this. So you wanted to look like this by the by the summer or the wedding or whatever it is that, you, that you're working towards. And, you know, um, we can do this. Don't worry about it. We got this. Matter of fact, I'm going to come through. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to the park and work out. Let's go for a jog together. You know what I mean? Let's let's make a salad together. Oh, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever, whatever your, your thing is. Right. But that's the that's one of the, the most important tools that you'll have in your arsenal is having counsel that can encourage you towards the liftoff that can encourage you towards the right journey and a lot of times like i said in our lives we we're missing that kind of counsel and we just have people that will fuel the the, the worry talk or you have these type of um worthless i don't want to say worthless we got you got these type of acquaintances that whatever they, whatever you say to them, they got nothing to say. You'd be like, yeah, man, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. And they're just staring at you. I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't, wow, that's a lot. That's heavy. I don't, I really don't know what to say to you. And then you feel even worse for even saying anything. Cause it's like, nah, I just spilled all of that, showed all these vulnerabilities and you, you don't even care enough to give me any good counsel or whatever like that you know um or you got you got the other <laughs> infamous well you know what it's your decision i can't tell you what to do you got to do what you feel you got you got to do what you think is right for you you got that one <laughs> it's like if i knew what was right for me i would not be speaking to you right now <laughs> you know so that's why having that good counsel is important. And it may not be five people, it may not be ten, maybe one person that you can go to and who's who's invested and who's connected with your journey, right? It's not me. <laughs> it is if if you've never met me or or we haven't contracted where I'm coaching you and things like that, don't just be jumping in random inboxes on the internet and spilling your guts you know, and expecting something in return because that's lazy. A lot of times to get a, to get a coach or a counselor, it is a sacrifice. Now, sometimes it's a monetary sacrifice or sometimes it's a time sacrifice or sometimes it's an energy sacrifice. Like you always hear me talk about, you got to climb to the top of the mountain to speak to the guru, you know, or you climbing and you in the cold part because the top of the mountain is always wintry and snowy and cold and you got to climb all the way up there and they're sitting there and they say, okay, you get 
One question. And you're like, yo, I've just been climbing for three days. One question. One. And hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. My tea is getting cold. You know, so that's that's what it is. But but the thing is, man, enjoying where you're at and enjoying the moment is the key to all of it. It's the key to all of it because when you're enjoying, you're posed for the transcendental moment. You're you're, you're posed for whatever blessing it, it lies inside of that moment. But you can't have joy and worry existing in the same place. They don't work. It doesn't. It doesn't work. You can't have, you know, you ever had, and this is for you, for you, you sisters, you ever had an experience with a, with a guy and you weren't really too sure about how they felt about you. You know, you weren't really too sure about if they truly respected you or you kind of knew they were just really there for one thing and you wanted something else and you start to engage in certain activities, whether it's coitus or, or whether it's just being out together on a, on a date and you can't really enjoy yourself because you're worrying. You know, that this person is, is really maybe not going to, you know, use you to, to the way you're supposed to be used. They're going to misuse you. Or maybe you have a situation at home. You know, you left your children with somebody that you don't feel so strong about, you know, so you can't really enjoy yourself because your your head is filled with worry. You, you see what I'm saying? So um, you start to see that the two can't live together in the same place. And if I can't approach these tasks and these these things that I'm doing with joy, then I negate the experience. So I got to have joy. Like it's, it's, it's a non-negotiable. I got to be able to have joy in this experience. So that means I got to eradicate the worry. So that means I got to be led by the divine. So that that's going to happen whether it's your activity or whether it's your relationship. If I get with someone because she just excites me in a certain way, you know, but I know that it's not something that is of the divine, I'm going to be worried. Now, men, you can relate to this. What's the first thing you're going to be worried about? I hope I don't get this this female pregnant. I hope I don't get this female pregnant. <laughs> That's the first thing, man. I you know, you know, I hope I don't slip up. So you can't even relax in your experiences with this person because you know that you have no business being with them. You know the divine has not led you to that individual. The divine has not led you to that situation. So it's not taken care of. You know, and a lot of times that enjoyment Everything about it is perception. It's perception. Like, because we can't see the beauty of the moment. I'm going to give you an example. Remember when we were children and we'd had sleepovers, right? Let's let's use a sleepover example. Or we slept over somebody's house. Now, you in the same uh, living room every day that you sat there, you watched TV or maybe, you know, the way your house was set up, you, y'all ate dinner in the living room, whatever. You know, same, same type of situation. But you have a sleepover, and now for space, y'all sleep on the floor. And you might even, like, set up a blanket tent. You know, you take the chairs, and then you take some rope or something, and you put the blankets over them. Now you got this huge kind of fort or this huge tent. Now, that same living room that you that you walk through every day, that you get in trouble in, you know, that you watch TV in, that you, you know, walk in when you sneak in late at night and, you know, your parents are sitting there and you know what time it is or the school call today, that same environment now becomes something completely different because of your perception. 
You enjoy it completely different because of your, your perception. Here's another great one. You know, you can have the most um, beautiful of meals. You know, you can have the most finest of dining in an environment where you're just unhappy. And that meal goes in, you don't even remember what it tastes like. And then sometimes you could be so down on your luck financially, you could be so financially challenged that all you got is peanut butter and jelly. But you could sit and you can eat peanut butter and jelly and stand in the kitchen with something that with someone who you truly love and someone who you truly respect. And y'all just sit there and you enjoying the, the peanut butter and jelly like you've never enjoyed it before because you're just having a good conversation. You're just enjoying one another or enjoying the conversation, enjoying the experience, you know, with your peanut butter and jelly, right? So a lot of times it depends on, a lot of it depends on who you or what you and how you are perceiving your experience and the level of trash talking that you currently have in your mind. You could be having all the trash. You eating peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Last year you was eating filet McNaughton. You know, now you over here eating peanut butter and jelly. You can't even buy no chicken vagina. You got to eat the peanut butter and jelly. You know, you got all the trash talking going, going on in your head. And, um... You can't even enjoy the moment. You can't even eat the peanut butter and jelly and say, man, I remember I used to eat this when I was a kid, man. I used to love me some peanut butter and jelly after school, man. Coming home and racing home, have me some peanut butter and jelly and, and watch cartoons, watch some Animaniacs or some or some He-Man or some X-Men Evolution or whatever. You know, I'm going through the, the times. You know, whatever, whatever you did after school. But some of y'all, it was listening to the radio. Listen to Austin Wells on the radio, you know? <laughs> Some of y'all are a little older, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, so, you know, that's what I'm saying. Um, a lot of times we put ourselves in these situations where we now allow our perception to be changed because we're not surrounded by good counsel that keeps us locked in with the vision. No, this is what you, this is what you're being led to, man. Don't worry about all that. Yeah, you eating peanut butter and jelly to worry about. Don't, don't sweat that. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't even sweat that. You know, um, or, or yeah, you know, you and you and your lady and your, your new baby, you living in a, you renting a room. That's all right. You renting a room, but y'all together, you know, there's, there's, there's so many other things because we live in a time now where people have mistaken the blessings of the creator with material gain. And people will say that, man, I'm blessed, man. Look, man, I got a nice house, man. Got a beautiful wife. Got this and that. You know, my, my, my kids in college, first first college, you know, students we've had in my family, man. Kids in college, man. I got this. I'm driving. I get to buy a new car every year, every two years. You see, that has nothing to do with blessings. Nothing. That's That's a perversion of perspective of what a blessing actually is. The word bless means blood. So if you are blessed, it means that you have been saturated or covered or, or have blood smeared on you. That's what a blessing is. You see, it's blood. Now, what does blood do? Blood, blood manifests things from the unseen into the seen reality, from the fourth dimension into the third dimension. That's what we use blood for. So if I'm blessed, I'm manifesting. 
if I receive a blessing, I receive the ability to manifest or something has been manifested. It may not necessarily be a brand new car. You know, it, uh, white walls, digging in the scene with the gangster lean. It may not be that that's actually happening. My blessing may be that I receive good counsel. Man, I just met this, you know, I was walking to the store, going to go get my peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and, I, you know, I ran into this old head and the old head started started giving me sciences. The old head started breaking things down to me. And, you know, man, it showed me a whole different way to perceive things, man. It showed me a whole different way how to go about things. Or so maybe he was standing out there, man, and he just handed me a job application, man. He told me that, you know, that this this place is hiring and I can go down there. And, and he used to work there. Say his name, man. Tell him Mr. Leroy sent you or whatever, you know, that could be a blessing or it could just be, man, you know, um, anything that, that leads you towards your vision is a blessing. You know, I'm just giving you an example that, but taking it even to a job thing is a material thing. It may not be a material thing, whatever that blood needs to manifest. You see, whatever that blood needs to manifest, that's what a blessing is. A blessing is not material gain. It's not. It can be, but it ain't that. And when it stays right there, that's when the perversion comes. And then that's when you start to trash talk yourself because you don't really see the talents that you have. You see, your talents are your are your ability to fulfill the vision. Just like we have a body. A body is a vehicle. What does the vehicle do? It drives. You see, that's what the body is for. It's, it's, sometimes we misuse our body. Sometimes we abuse our body. You know, sometimes we use our bodies as tools for somebody else because we're, we're confused about what they're here for. But this vehicle is to get you to that space, you see. And that's that's the issue. A lot of times, again, we, we're not being led by the vision. And because we're not being led by the vision, we can't enjoy life. When you're being led by the vision, you know, life becomes so much more enjoyable because it ain't my problem. You know, it's like my nephews and my nieces. Ain't my problem. Uncle Baba said, this is where we're going. So Uncle Baba got it. It's his problem. The bill just came. Yeah, he just done paid for 10 people's food. And, you know, they want to play games. And, you know, we get D&Bs. And they want to do all of this and that. All right, well, Uncle Baba got it. His vision. You know, and all we had to do was show up and do whatever what was required. Like, you know, don't be coming here flipping tables over and acting a, a fool and stuff like that. But we following his vision. Your plan, I got you, you got this. You see? You're not going to enjoy your life any other way. I promise you that. You can't enjoy it because it's going to be filled with trash talking when you're following your own vision. And that's why some of you are falling apart inside my DMs. You're falling apart. You showing everybody else, I'm blessed. I got this. Look at me. I got that. 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 But you falling apart because there ain't no real blessing in your life. You're not even positioned for the blessing. You're not even. You're not even in the right grid. You're not mapping yourself properly to receive it. But you tell me secretly, this is what's happening. I don't want to hear it. So a lot of you never get replies. It's not because I'm cold or anything like. Well, maybe I'm a little bit, but. It's, it's not because I'm, I'm heartless. That ain't how you do it. You know, you ain't going to sit here in front in front of everybody else. And, you know, because some, like I said, some of y'all, I know you do your little videos or you constantly putting up posts about E5, E5 this and E5 that and E5's doing this. And, he, and then you in my inbox, oh, Bob, I'm suicidal right now. I don't know. I feel like I just want to end my whole life. 
And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. There's several people listening right now that just said he's talking about me. Because you know I am talking about you. As I said it, your, your image is flashed in my head. You know who I you know who you are. Suicidal. Sending me messages telling me you're suicidal, but you on social media acting like you this big time prophet or prophetess or you this big time spiritualist. You are burying your true self. You're burying your true talent and the earth out of fear. And, you know, certain things, if you bury them for too long, like I said, you bury your, your money for too long, it loses value. Now now you got to work even harder to make something happen with that bread because that $1,000 is not $1,000 a year from now. It might be $900. It might be $950. Now you got to not only get back up to level zero, but then you got to now figure out a way to make a profit. Now you hustling backwards. Do you realize you can do the same thing with your own purpose in life? You can bury that purpose. Or for some of you, you stay pregnant for so long. Imagine if you saw someone with a pregnant belly for 10 years. At some point, you'd have to whisper it to them, right? You know, I think that baby may not be alive inside of you. And what's going to happen? Well, the baby's going to toxify and it's going to kill you. You hold that vision for so long and you refuse to release that water, it becomes toxic inside of you. That's how that works. All right. So I wanted to give you that on our way going into our Sabbat. You know, you got to enjoy your life. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy this life. And grow. It's all about the growth. It's all about the growth. And you got to get beyond the fears, like I said, you can't wait until you're not afraid to do things because you'll never do anything. Just do it while you're afraid. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Just do it while you're afraid. All right, everyone. Enjoy your day. Love, inspire, and protect. All right. Peace. Chief you, you out.